and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Renee and I picked up a good book with an intriguing title, Same Kind of Different As Me, and I really love that title. They made a movie based on the book as well. It's a true story about a homeless man named Denver Moore, who faced one tragedy after another and wandered from one city to the next, trying to stay out of trouble. Ron Hall, a wealthy Texas art dealer, after being persuaded by his persistent Christian wife, Debbie, decided to connect with this homeless man by taking him to a local restaurant. And while Denver, this homeless man, was shoveling down this expensive food, he paused and he asked a challenging question. Mr. Ron, what do you want from me? That's a very good question. What could a wealthy Texas art dealer want from a homeless man? Ron answered, I just want to be your friend. Denver furrowed his brow and replied, let me think about it. It was a few days later when Denver said to Ron, I've been thinking a lot about what you asked me. Ron didn't know what he was talking about, so he asked, what did I ask you? about being your friend. Ron was surprised they had almost forgotten about their conversation. So Denver continued, there's something I heard about white folks that really bothers me, and it has to do with fishing. I heard that when white folks go fishing, they do something called catch and release. So Mr. Ron, it occurred to me, if you is fishing for a friend, you just gonna catch and release, then I ain't got no desire to be your friend. Ron Hall's eyes widened and he swallowed hard. But, Denver added, if you're looking for a real friend, then I'll be one forever. Ron had tears in his eyes when he replied, Denver, if you'll be my friend, I promise not to catch and release. Friends, our special guest on It Is Written Canada today is Eleni Costa, who, after becoming best friends with a vibrant Christian by the name of Angela, experienced the life-changing power of true friendship firsthand. In a moment, you will meet Eleni Costa and hear her story, which is both tragic and inspirational. As a 17-year-old university student in Brazil, Aline Costa became so involved in her studies that there was no room for thinking about God. Her life was far too busy for that. However, during her psychology studies, Aline met Angela, a vibrant Christian who made an impact on her life. Soon they became best friends and Alini looked up to Angela, admiring her faith in God. Then tragedy struck, changing Alini's life forever. 
Alini, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada today. Thanks for having me. So, Alini, before you tell us about your friend Angela, take us back to your beginnings. Um, tell us about your childhood, about your family, about your spiritual life. Um, I was raised in a very happy family, I would say, with a normal struggle. And um, I have my parent, my grandparents uh, as the base of our family, uh, both of both sides. So we used to get together every Sunday for a barbecue. And uh, my, ma my mom's parents used to live downstairs in a house, the same yard. And uh, my dad's parents used to live upstairs. The, the things uh, together with our family were very special, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Eleni, tell us about your siblings. I have two sisters, my best friends. One uh, is living in Montreal and the other one is living in Brazil. She's a dentist and the, the other one is a lawyer as, um, as I am. So you were very close to them and a good yeah. friendship still today? Yeah, we talk every day. That's we have a group and we talk every day. It's a special relationship. Tell us about your spiritual life then at that time. You had a close family. Uh, how did you experience things spiritually? We, we were raised in a, in a Catholic family, and uh, we used to get together for a special events like Christmas, Easter. But uh, I mean, as I told you, for barbecues, and uh, I was like, I, I'd like to be close to God at that time, and. Uh, I used to tell to my mom that I was feeling that I should get close to God, but I didn't know how. And um, yeah, nowadays she used to tell me that finally I, I could get closer, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you met Angela and you were 17 years old. The two of you are at university together in Brazil. What impact did Angela have on your life at that time? She had a huge impact because I was in search searching for God. And uh, with her friendship, yeah, I could get closer. The first time I met her, we were sharing a ride by car for our first day in university. And after that day, I felt that I really want to stay close to her. I'm sure her friendship with Jesus was what made her such a special friend. Yeah, she was really special, a sister.
Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? We've been talking to Alini Costa, who found a very good friend named Angela while she was studying at a university in Brazil. And Alini was telling us about how Angela's friendship with Jesus had impacted her life. So Alini, did you ever go to church with Angela? Yes, I went uh, sometimes. And I was so impressed about her commitment because I realized she used to go to church every weekend, especially on, on Saturdays, Sabbath. And I was very impressed and curious because as I told you, I was raised in a Catholic family. So we used to go basically to the church for weddings, baptisms, and uh, I was really impressed with the, the commitment. The gift he, she gave to me was planting seeds in my heart. What I really liked about her approach is that she never pushed me. She was very subtle. It was like something that she was uh, um, feeling and she was just showing me without using her words. So it was very um, a great impact in my life, the way she, she could do this. So I, what I want to do is to try to have the same approach that worked with me. You know, I don't want to push people. I know I feel sometimes I feel anxious when I, someone needs help and tells me. And I see like, a space to talk about Jesus, but I don't want to push people. I, want, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want them feeling that I'm anxious like this. I want to be calm, you know, and show them the hope that I know that makes me calm, makes my life so much easier than before. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the same approach that Angela used for the you. The same approach, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then tragedy struck. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, we moved to Canada in 2011. And my friend Angela was in Brazil at that time. After five months living in Canada, 
I, um, I found out uh, what happened. She went, she went to a church event in another city, and uh, she was going to be the speaker. And she was in the hotel room with her family, her husband and two kids, two sons, Pedro and Felipe, and uh, Robert came in, came in in the room and shot her and murdered her. Yeah. And um, the kids, um, I think they didn't wake up, but I, it was mentioned that one of them woke up and his, um, her husband had to deal with like, oh, it's just fireworks, don't worry, go to sleep and deal with her, his wife in the room and ask for help. And so you're in Canada, this happened in Brazil. Yeah. And you found out? How did you find out? Well, um, I was on Facebook and two friends um, of us, um, we were the same uh, to the university at that time, a uh, long time ago, and they sent me a message like, I'm so sorry, I know Angela was like your sister. And two messages like this, and I called, I cried, and I called my husband, and I said, Marco, please, see what happened to Angela, I can't see, I can't. And he went through the news, and he just found out what happened, and um, I could even stand, I had to sit and cry, cry, and it was, was a terrible thing even to remember nowadays. Yeah, it's, uh, it was so hard, and being away, uh, from her family, it was much more hard. It was harder because I couldn't be there to hug them and to say some words even to comfort them and even to have them comforting me. It was really hard. Eleni, that's so awful. We're so sorry about your loss. Can you tell us what happened when you picked up the phone to call Angela's family to express your condolences to them? Yeah, uh, after the funeral, I called her mom and her husband because I felt that I could tell them some words that could help, but I couldn't say a word. I wasn't able. And uh, they could help me, they could comfort me, both of them, a mom, and a husband with such a pain in her in their hearts they could tell me to stay calm to believe in god and i was like how come they can you know i know their pain was much was bigger than mine and uh, i i felt bad at that time and i was like well, what kind of thing these people, how can they get this feeling, this faith? I want this for me. And I, I, I remember looking at my daughter. She was like 18 months at that time. And I was like, I couldn't handle, I couldn't support if something happened to my daughter. I want this faith for me. I need this. So how did Angela's death change the trajectory of your life? Well, um, after that day, I, I was eager to know how, how people were dealing, her family were dealing with her death. So I, I, w I looked for an Adventist church in Montreal, and uh, I was happy that there was one Brazilian there, so we could speak the same language. 
So people were very friendly there with me. I, my first day there, I, I just started crying when I came in the church. And um, I was so eager to know how they were dealing with her death and how people usually deal with that because I, I, had, I had an, an, an idea about it. So I start asking people, tell me, and they starting, you know, explaining me about the second coming of Jesus. And I was like, what? This is so, you know, it's, it's hard to believe because I spent my whole life and I, I, I didn't even know that he was coming back. So it was a special hope in my life. So you started studying the Bible then? So yeah, after that, I started studying the Bible with Tiago, a friend, and then in 2014, I got baptized. What was the most comforting part of those Bible studies that you did? Knowing about uh, the second coming of Jesus was so special. It brought me hope back to my life, and I'm standing on the promise that Jesus is coming again, and I will see Angela again. This is amazing, amazing thing. telling us how your good friend Angela tragically had her life cut short and yet you held on to the promises in God's Word you were standing on those promises that one day Jesus will return 
and all those who have put their faith in him will be resurrected to live with him eternally. Yes, that's a beautiful promise. And um, I'd like to, to show you this um, Bible that she gave to me. It's a special gift she gave to me in 2004. And the Bible is in Portuguese, <laughs> but I will read in English, okay? So I hold on to this promise from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left we be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Um, looking forward to being with Angela when Jesus is back. And I can't wait for this. And uh, it reminds me of a, a very special day when I was baptized and uh, her family surprised me with a video and uh, he, her son Pedro told me um, told something very special. He said, I can't wait to see how surprised my mom will be when, she's, when she see that you are in heaven with her. So yeah, it will be amazing and I can't wait for sure. Eleni, that's really beautiful. So I wonder if you can tell us what lessons you learned from this tragic experience. Well, um, I, I learned that we have to live out your life uh, close to Jesus and living out your faith and showing it and uh, standing, staying connected to Jesus every time. So people will feel it. You know, sometimes you don't have to, to use so many words. I used to say that her lifestyle as a real Christian uh, worth more than thousand words. So, I think it's all about um, having your heart open to Jesus and Jesus will and you know the Holy Spirit will will help you because we can't do it by ourselves we need it help and it helps come What was the last conversation you had with with uh, Angela like We were in texting on uh, Skype and um, I asked her to turn her camera on and uh, she said oh I can't because uh, she used to have the hair like yours cur beautiful curly hair and uh, she she knew I loved her hair her curly hair and she said oh you be you be mad because now I, I have a straight hair so we, we kept texting and she said, well, you know, some people ask, ask me why you moved to Canada. And some, I know, but sometimes I, you know, I don't know what to say. And then we lost the connection.
And uh, if you open my page on Skype, you will see the question, why did you move to Canada? And I know the reason I moved to Canada, it's that I, I came here to find Jesus. And so you're going to be able to tell her that when you see her at the resurrection and you're in heaven together. Yeah. You can talk to her forever and answer the question. Exactly. On the big impact that she yeah. had on your life. Yeah. Yeah. It will be amazing. I can't wait, actually. <laughs> so Alini, tell us where you're at today. Tell us about your personal faith journey. I still miss Angela a lot. Uh, but all the, the hope that I have in my heart make it all this pain easier to handle all this time. And uh, unfortunately, it was her death that uh, made me wake up. And uh, of course, I wish um, I could wake up earlier. I discovered that she changed the lives of many people. She was a teacher in an Adventist um, uh, university. So many people, many people were touched by her faith. And it was very amazing, pretty amazing to know that she, she could do this through the Holy Spirit. I can't understand many things about what happened, and um, I, but I'm sure God will you make a way to make me understand what happened. And uh, one thing that I really know uh, is that God used Angela to draw me closer to Him. I, I try to live a simple life and have a positive attitude like Angela did. And uh, I pray for God to give me wisdom. I want to be closer to Him. I need His help. I want to be like Jesus. Eleni, I wonder if I could ask you to please pray for us right now. Sure. Dear Jesus, firstly, thank you for giving me the opportunity to spread your holy word Thanks for all the love and hope you put in my heart. We can't wait to see you soon, and I can't wait to see Angela and all, all our loved ones again. Please help me to be a blessing in other people's lives. Please heal this world and stay with us because we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, to help you in your Christian walk, our free offer is The Miracle of Conversion by Morris Venden. In The Miracle of Conversion, you will learn about the necessity of conversion, the steps to conversion, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, 
you can see our latest programs, including our cooking demonstrations, our short spiritual messages entitled Daily Living, and our exercise workouts called Experiencing Life. We want you to experience the truth found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.